I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the Tropical Chevrolet Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show on AM560. Catch Miami Sports. QAM Miami Hurricanes sponsored by Tropical Chevrolet for convenience for our customers. That's right, we're back. Hour number two. Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. The entire first hour was ran by your texts on the text machine at 305-567-0560. And I want to first thank everyone that texted in that first hour. That might have been the first time, Nose, in the existence of this Zach and the Nose live show that we went an entire hour without looking at any of your notes, not one of your notes, outside of the beginning saying, let's bring up COVID to make sure we get it out of the way. Basically, it's gone after that. I am proud of the textures. I wanted to say that to start this hour. Thank you very much for always supporting us and always being here for us. Uh, of course, our friends at Tropical Chevrolet wanted to put us on the air, but it's because of you out there listening why we love doing this show and we love talking fantasy football. So big congratulations to all of you out there. Hour number one was dedicated to you, but now it's hour number two. So I want to get into all the normal stuff we do here on the show, which includes going over the picks from last week for the nose. He gives us guys he likes every single week, guys he doesn't like every single week. When he does good, we like to call it and are you ready? The Nose Candy. Nose Candy. That's right. Nose, start us off, buddy. Tell me about oh, your Nose Candy. We're going to start off with wel- welcoming back the Nose Pick of the Year in uh, Radio Raheem Mostert. After a two-week absence with a knee injury, my man came back with a game of 119 total yards, and he had three catches. So already starting uh, with uh, over 100 yards in his first game back from a knee injury, we're going to call that a little nose candy because every week he gets to be judged because he is the nose pick of the year. And I am quite proud of him so far. He looks like a freight train. He is a really good running back. And so if you were able to get him in the fifth or sixth round when we recommended him, I know you're loving him being back right now. Okay, so last week I recommended Kirk Cousins, and he had 249 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, he's got that offense looking a lot better. I recommended Teddy Bridgewater, who had 313 yards and two touchdowns, and we just talked about him, but I recommended Justin Herbert, and we all saw what he could do on Monday Night Football, 264 yards and four touchdowns, so we call that a quarterback sweep of recommendations right there. Uh, I recommended Will Fuller, the V, and he had 60 yards and a touchdown. 
I recommended Jamison Crowder if you were in a PPR league, and he had eight eight catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. Pretty ballsy to recommend any New York Jet, but he is the one outlier that is really getting the job done week in and week out. Last week, I had Hollywood Brown having a big game. He had six catches for 77 yards and a touchdown. And a player that I recommended against, and I'm passionate about it, is Phillip Rivers. And he just looks terrible right now, right, guys. So right. if you uh, if you have Philip Rivers, I'm giving you full permission to please drop him. Um, absolutely, age has hit him. His arm strength is gone. He might be a good leader and know how to lead the team and hand the ball off to Jonathan Taylor and do a lot of dumb passing. But that's just about it right now. So, and up oh, last, of course, the nose pick of the week is right. a, is some nose candy. Robbie Anderson with eight catches for 112 yards. He didn't find the end zone, but if you're in a full PPR league and you have eight catches for 112 yards, you're pretty happy about it. Yeah, that's a nice week right there, Art. That's all the good picks from last week, as we like to call them, the nose candy. Now, he gives so many picks, there's obviously going to be a couple that hopefully are not so bad, but when they're a little bit off, we call them the nosebleeds. So he takes credit when the credit is due and he takes the punches in the gut or the punches in the nose when we do have these also. Dan, Dan, Uh-oh. give me a little nosebleed. nosebleed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and I, I did have a nosebleed, and this is very weird. For the tight end of the week, Zach, second straight week where the tight end of the pick of the week has a touchdown and is a nosebleed, which is beyond difficult to do if you're a tight end. Evan Ingram, my God, I am disappointed in you. He had one catch for 16 yards and two rushes for nine yards and that little dirty rushing touchdown. Um, God, this is all against one of the worst defenses in the league in Dallas. You know, yuck and poo. Evan Ingram, last week I said I'd never say your name again if you failed me. And you failed me. This is the last time I'm saying it. Evan Ingram, you're off my show. Goodbye. Oh, We're no, done. Don't bad, even bring huh? him up. If you rec- if you ask if he's going to be recommended, I won't even say it. So just, you know, you could do it for fun. But you could text him in. Evan Ingram, until we see some type of major difference, has been a huge disappointment because the talent is completely there. And whether it's Danny Dimes can't get him the ball or just he doesn't find himself open, it's been nothing short of an embarrassment. Right. And that's the end of that. Uh, Devin Singletary, I recommended you start him, and I I failed you. I failed you greatly. He ended up playing on Tuesday night against the uh, Titans, and the Titans' Jeffrey Simmons was uh, not in the game due to the COVID situation, and Singletary only had 25 yards on the ground. That's a major nosebleed, disappointed um, in general. Antonio Gibson, another one that I missed. Uh, He only had a total of 51 yards. I thought he was going to have a much better game. And then lastly... I recommended you do not start Miles Sanders. And now this is a little bit of a tricky one, Zach, because the dude busts out a 73-yard touchdown run against the number one rush defense in Pittsburgh, uh, which obviously means it's a major nosebleed. But he only ends up in the game with 80 yards. So outside of that one run, he had only seven yards for the remaining balance of the game. But in one of those, he had a short touchdown. So the dude had two touchdowns for 80 yards with a 73-yard touchdown. It's very, very weird. A little bit of fool's gold, but nonetheless, it is a nosebleed. All right, yeah, and those are the nosebleeds. Not too many. I like when there's only a couple you have to talk about, uh, and there's more nose candy than nosebleeds. That's always a good thing uh, there. Uh, so those are the nosebleeds for the week. Uh, we, did, we always get into observations, too, normally at the beginning of the show. We obviously started off the first one with Le'Veon Bell. The reports are that he is signing with the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll leave it at that for now. Uh, let's get to a couple other ones on the observations from the week that was uh, we have, I think we've almost brought him up every single week now at quarterback, and he is moving up the charts, I think, on 
where he is in the kind of tiers of NFL quarterbacks, especially for fantasy football. I hate saying his name and saying good things about him, but I do it because I have to bite my tongue. Ryan Tannehill, he looks out there every week like he could win you some fantasy football cash, and that scares me because what happened while he was here? None of that. Yeah, it's a it's a definitely a bitter situation, and I know just as fa- you know, standard talk. If Gaze wasn't his quarterback coach or was his head coach, or same thing, could he have made that leap after those few years? Let's not get into that. But yes, um, the question that I have in our observations is: is he considered an elite fantasy quarterback? And the answer is absolutely not. Okay, we're not going to go get too ahead of ourselves, but he's actually been quite amazing, and it's all over Twitter, which is now obviously closed, but. If you look at his last, I believe, 16 games, they flat out mirror Pat Mahomes. And the only difference is that he, uh, Tannehill, has two more extra um, touchdown throws than him. So right. he, he's been, Tannehill is averaging around 23 fantasy points in a standard league, which has been phenomenal. But do I consider him any type of an elite fantasy quarterback? Zach, I do not. But if right. you went with your four-four-one, like we talked about, when you draft four, taking four running backs and four wide receivers and a tight end before you pick your quarterback, Tannehill was on the board there. And if he ended up being the guy that you went with, oh, that works out for you beautifully because right now there's only a handful of guys that are doing better than him on a game by uh, game by game week basis. Uh, so yeah, you know Tannehill looked phenomenal against Buffalo. The Titans are undefeated. Uh, but again, if you're looking at, if you have somebody like uh, an Aaron Rodgers or a Kyler Murray, you're obviously, you know, amongst a few others, Josh Allen, you're going to obviously start those type of players, Russell Wilson over a Ryan Tannehill. He's right. definitely a nice player to have on your team, though. And uh, But we are not yet calling him an elite fantasy quarterback. It's a little bit over the top. Right, right. Thank goodness for that also. I couldn't even say that. I don't well, there are people are asking that question. I don't know if question. my mouth would allow me to say that at this point. Oh, well, he looks really good, and I know it's um, bitter, but maybe it was all for a good reason because you still have Tua, who has yet to play and who I still believe is going to be a star in this league. So maybe it'll all just work out for everybody. Damn right he is. I just bought my kid a Tua jersey. He better. Okay, Chase Claypool. Uh, real quickly, worth starting this week. He had four touchdowns last week. Not last season. Last week he had four touchdowns. What's the deal with him? What's the deal with that? All he's in a pretty good offense. If he really wants to score and be a number one or number two guy, because of the fact that everyone's struggling a little bit uh, or hurt for that Pittsburgh Steeler offense, give me the lowdown on Chase Claypool. What do you think? So, so if Deontay Johnson is out, then Chase Claypool is a must start, and that is for sure. Now, if Deontay Johnson is in, I expect Chase Claypool to be on the field a lot less. Now, he will get some targets, but remember, he broke out some crazy touchdowns. That's not just going to happen every week. He Look, he had a great game, and he clearly is a beautiful talent, and uh, I would love to have him on my roster. And yes, he's starting on my team if Johnson is out. But if Johnson is playing, I am not starting him. So that's the key there because Deontay Johnson is an up-and-rising player as well. Pittsburgh has themselves a nice little wide receiver core situation going on there. Big Ben has a lot of targets. So uh, Chase Claypool definitely was worth picking up if you grabbed him. Uh, Again, look out for DJ's. uh, That would be Deontay Johnson's status for this week. I think he's going to sit, and if he does, I have no problem with you starting Claypool. I think he could get another uh, great game in there for you. All right, you know that I have Justin Herbert in my two-quarterback league, and uh, I loved starting him the couple weeks that I was there. Uh, one quarterback leagues, though, if you picked him up and you had to play him because you had a guy in a bye week or your quarterback was just struggling in general, 
What do you say to fantasy owners out there about Justin Herbert going forward, whether it's a one quarterback? Let's start with just the one quarterback, normal standard league. What do you do there, and who do you keep him over? Are there any guys that were on or draftable? I know that Philip Rivers is probably going to make that list where you, you, you take Herbert over Rivers, but is there anyone else that you like Herbert more than at this point that's probably rostered on teams right now? So, look, if you have Russell Wilson, if you have Josh Allen, if you have Pat <laughs> Mahomes, if you have Aaron Rodgers, if you have Kyler Murray, you know, even if you have Cam Newton, Deshaun Watson, those are all better plays overall than Justin Herbert, right? But that doesn't mean that other teams, listen, we, we'll get into it. Dak Prescott, unfortunately, went out for the year, okay? Dak Prescott, right next to Russell Wilson, is by far the number one or number two quarterback. It's an awful situation. But after a few days go by, and if I have Justin Herbert, I'm reaching out to that Dak Prescott owner and saying, look, I got a starter for you that could fill in. And all I'm asking for is, and don't get too greedy. Get yourself a player that could be a starter on your team, a good flex player. But I'm trying to trade Justin Herbert in a one quarterback league. That's your answer, Zach. I don't see him being the guy that you, he's not Pat Mahomes, okay? Pat Mahomes, when he was coming out, that was every week. I don't see Justin Herbert doing it every single week. He's had a very favorable uh, matchups when he had these big games. He's on a bye this week, but overall, I'm looking to trade Herbert to a team that desperately needs a quarterback. You had brought up Phillip Rivers. If someone right. waited a long time and they had Rivers as their quarterback, or you know, man, I don't. I would go to those teams. Listen, when I'm on the toilet, I'll just tell you it out loud. When I'm on the toilet, <laughs> I will go through every single yeah. team in my league and under. 45 seconds to see what quarterbacks they have. And you will immediately look and say, okay, that team needs a quarterback. Okay, this guy has, let's go after it. Juju Schuster, for example, Smith-Schuster, right? Okay, that guy's underperforming. Maybe that'll work out for that guy, a Herbert for a Juju type of trade. Um, that's what I would be doing with Herbert. Sell high, that's what I'm recommending. Right. Uh, by the way, now that Twitter looks to be uh, trickling back uh, with people back on I can tell now. by the, your, your face is less flushed. Right. Right, I'm feeling a little bit better, a little bit cooler in the room now at this point. It looks like it was a one-year deal, uh, Le'Veon Bell with Kansas City Chiefs. So this, is that for only this year, Zach? It looks like he signed a one-year deal, which he'll finish this season with Kansas City and then be a unrestricted free agent on the market. Come he'll be with season. Miami next year. It, right. it, 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 it's possible at that point it gets a big deal, right? It makes right. so much sense. It does. But he so. said, and he said, believe, uh, it says everyone's belief was Bell wanted to win a Super Bowl and that Kansas City is the place to go and try that. Yeah, good guess. That's exactly yeah, what really. I Yeah, really. One right plus now. one equals two, no? <laughs> right, right. Right. Like, the sky's so blue? A, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right, Zach of the Nose Fantasy Football Show is brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads to Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shore. A special hello tonight to the king and queen of Tropical Chevrolet to Ari and Erica and Danny, the GM over there as well. Go get yourself a good deal on a car at Tropical Chevrolet. Big truck, one of those big Chevys they got there. So we'll take a break. We have a couple text messages that just trickled in. We'll get to those. We have a couple more observations to go over as well. And we're going to get the sniff test in here in this segment or as much as we can before we wrap things up with the tight end pick of the week and the nose pick of the week. Vento, we love you too. Big texter out there from uh, Daytona Beach. Uh, wow. so, yeah, he's, he's te- he does it in the morning, texts us in the morning, and now he's been texting us now during the show. He's coming out for Thanksgiving or Christmas. He wants to have a beer with us, talk a little Dolphins and fantasy football. You got it. If my wife lets me out of the house to see anyone that she doesn't know, Vento, you're first on the list. Let's take a break. We'll come back right after this. That. 
It's not time off in fantasy football. You're taking a, you know, a number two. You need to be on the toilet with your phone or your iPad or even your laptop if that's what you're still using at that point. And you got to be doing fantasy football research. That's why they call him the nose. At Spencer Nose on Twitter. Good job by you, Dan Day. At Spencer Nose, N-O-S-E. If you don't get your question in here or if randomly you're on your toilet and you want to send a, a question to Nose who might be on his toilet at that point, Bam! You got it. It's right there. Reminds me of an amazing movie. I don't know if I would see how old school my friends, my friends, all of our listeners are, but all of the important decisions that are made in the board are not made in the boardroom. They're made in the bathroom. Opportunity knocks. Dana Carvey. Right. Great. And it's well, true. All well all big decisions are made in the bathroom. That is the kind of stuff you're getting here on this show. And this is Zach of the Nose Fantasy Football Show, brought to you by our friends at Tropical Chevrolet. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shores. Quickly, let's get to a couple more text messages. One more observation I want to hit here, and then we got to get to the sniff test, which we normally do in the second segment of the show. Now we're doing it in the second hour second segment of the show. That's how loaded we have been tonight. Our boy Vento texted back in, by the way, and said Leonard Fournette should be back and fully healthy on Sunday. Will he eventually claim the lead role in the backfield in Tampa? If not, will it be a two-headed monster backfield? Will he take a backseat to Jones for the remainder of the season? What do you think there, Tampa Bay running back situation? I think the best case scenario is a 50-50 split for the uh, Leonard Fournette. I think that Ronald Jones has actually looked pretty good. Um, I think he's comfortable in that offense. And I think that Fournette has to play outrageously well uh, in terms of basically dethroning Ronald Jones from that starting position. So he's a huge frustration for his owners because you took Fournette at probably a spot where you're like, you know what, it's worth the risk here. Right, right. But it hasn't been worth the risk because he hasn't been able to stay on the field. And he has not been startable yet. He's not startable this week. And unless uh, Ronald Jones gets injured, I don't foresee him fully taking over that job. All right. Someone said they got off at 630, so they probably missed his take already, but we did not get to it yet. They snatched up uh, LaMichael Pirine, former Florida Gator. What say you about him in that offense right now? I would say his head coach is Adam Gaze, so I do not recommend him. Now, yeah, there's no... There's nothing good about the Jets' offensive line. There's nothing good about the running back situation. If it was a dynasty league, which is a league that you keep year-over-year players, then yeah, I would say Perrine's an okay play. But he will not be a person, in my opinion, that has fantasy value. But sure, why not see how he does this weekend uh, and how he compares with touches versus gore. But I see that being a 50-50 split on a bad team. All right, PPR League uh, looks like a tight end they need here. It's Kasiki or Janu Smith. Uh, yeah. Who do you like there? That's those are two good, pretty good options Listen, right there. Uh, Janu Smith's a star. Okay, right. was he from FIU's finest over here? I don't he know. I hope I didn't blow that. I, I know yeah. I didn't. Um, listen, he's a huge target for uh, Tannehill in a full PPR league. I like Jacecki. I've made it very clear that I like Jacecki. I think he's a huge talent, but Janu Smith is the right play. Uh, he's probably a tight end unless you have one of those three top major guys that should be a starter week in and week out. Uh, second part of that question, flex PPR, looks like Jarvis Landry and Nikhil Harry. Yeah, that's, Jav- that's Jarvis Landry, no, no questions. Nikhil Harry could have a good game or he could have zero catches, but uh, Jarvis Landry in a PPR league is as safe as it gets. He just hasn't found the end zone, and that will happen soon enough. Uh, someone texted in, how do we handle Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle? He might explode with all the weapons he has now in Dallas with Dak out now for the season going forward. I, I firmly agree that he could be a good fantasy quarterback. Their defense, 
the key to this is their defense doesn't stop anybody. So they're going to be scored upon. And if they're scored upon, they're not just going to be able to hand it off to Elliott 40 times a game. I think that he has a chance. He's going to throw your interceptions. Don't kid yourself. It's still the Red Rocket, all right? And he's only a few years older. But he'll throw interceptions. But he could have multiple games where he's 300-plus yards and a few touchdowns. The weapons on that team. This C.D. Lamb is off the charts talented, as we've seen. Amari Cooper's Amari Cooper. And Michael Gallup's pretty darn good, too. Um, so if you could pick up Andy Dalton, or you already did pick up Andy Dalton, He's a good player to, for, in my opinion, to have on your bench right now to see where it might go. Four minutes ago, Le'Veon Bell put a picture of himself in a KC jersey, tweeted out, Kansas City, Chiefs Kingdom, thank you for the opportunity. Let's go. That already scares me as a fan, as a fan of any other team but Kansas City in the NFL. Uh, a couple more texts, and we're going to get to the sniff test. Chase Claypool or Tim Patrick? How about that? Yeah, Chase Claypool. Okay, that was an easy one for you. Uh, which two of these should I have on my roster? It looks like Cook's. Hurst, or is it uh, was that Noah Fant? Uh, definitely Noah Fant. I believe he's coming back this week, and he is a difference maker. Uh, in terms of Hurst or Cooks, if I'm a keeping Fant, there's no need for Hurst. I would go with Brandon Cooks. All right. Let's uh, Now, listen, we're, we're at a certain part of the season where, uh, and, and we've seen it, I'm sure you've seen it in your leagues already, a little bit of a trade season, uh, what to do, who to get, buy low, you know, sell high, whatever the case may be in your league. Uh, give me a couple um, guys that you would either trade for or trade away uh, that you like. Just a couple guys, maybe a running back, a wide receiver, and a quarterback. All right, well, we already discussed that Justin Herbert is one of those players. If you right. have him, to in my opinion, he's a wonderful sell-high candidate right now. If you could fill a need and you have a better quarterback, if you have one of those top-notch guys. One of the situations I'm seeing often, Zach, is Aaron Rodgers right now is a player that in many teams he is – he is a QB1. He looks phenomenal. But what happens if you have Kyler Murray on your team because he was your first quarterback and Aaron Rodgers stayed there forever? I would look to trade Aaron Rodgers if he is your second quarterback. And again, I've seen many teams. There are somebody out there listening who has the scenario. Trade Aaron Rodgers right now. His value couldn't be any higher. He's playing wonderfully, but the weather gets a lot colder there. And uh, with Devontae Adams' shaky legs, uh, I just don't see him maintaining this super, super high level of fantasy stats. So uh, if you have Aaron Rodgers, I'd look to trade him now for a, a position of need. If you are an owner of Mike Davis, it's a very interesting situation for Carolina. He has been, since Christian McCaffrey went down, the number three overall running back. He stepped in there and has been nothing short of fabulous. That being said, that it, all that fun is over, Zach, when McCaffrey comes back. It's right, just over. Right. Now, of course, fantasy owners might know that. But if you are um, really losing right now and you can't wait for um, Christian McCaffrey to come back or if you have a need at running back, maybe you take Mike Davis for a few weeks to try to just get back in the league. But if overall your team is doing well, Mike Davis is not going to be a contributor for your fantasy playoff team. So I would try to move him to a team that desperately needs to win now. Uh, because, again, in a few weeks, that fun is over. Also, uh, a player that listen I would Listen to Hawk and Crowder. Yep. I would play <laughs> Hawk and Crowder. Listen, listen to them daily. C.D. Yes. Lamb, currently sitting around 10th to 12th overall in all leagues, uh, beyond being good. And we discussed it. But Dalton could be good, but he's not Dak, okay? Right, right. So you have to know that if you have 
a cowboy wide receiver, in particular C.D. Lamb, and you want to trade him right now where people are going in their leagues and they see on their CBS, ESPN, or Yahoo that he's 11th overall, try to trade him for an area of need because I see the production going down, obviously, because Dak is no longer uh, playing this year. Right, right, right. So that's it. Our little so those are trade. the three players that I would recommend. Right, right. Aaron Rodgers, C.D. Lamb, Mike Davis. If you have them on your roster, I'd try to move them. Right. Get something good for him at this point. They're all hidden. All right. Let's get to the sniff test real quickly. Um, we're going to get to a couple players that pass the sniff test for week six of the NFL season. I want a couple quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers. If we don't get to fail the sniff test before this uh, uh, segment is over, we'll get to it in the beginning of the next one, and we'll finish every, everything very strong, very quickly and very strong. All right. Let's get some quarterbacks' nose that pass the week six sniff test. Who passes the sniff test? Oh, well right. Danny Day on fire. fire. I love Kirk Cousins again, Zach. He's going against Atlanta's 31st pass defense. Uh, they average giving up 335 yards in the air. That's absolutely insanity. Think about it. They give up 335 yards in the air. Kirk Cousins is playing with confidence. He's got uh, Adam Thielen. He's got George Jefferson, as you would call him. He's got a great little uh, stash of players over there. So Kirk Cousins should have a very big game. I also love Big Ben. He's playing beyond consistent. I'm expecting Juju to have a better game. And with the outbreak of uh, Chase Claypool, I expect him to have a very good game against the Browns, who are 28th against the pass. And last, the gunslinger, Mr. Matthew Stafford. He's coming back after a bye week. He's been a bit disappointing. He's been about a QB 21 for most leagues. But again, coming off a of bye week, he's got a star wide receiver in Kenny Galladay back, and he's going against the Jags, who give up 280 yards per game and are 29th against the pass. So uh, I love the old gunslinger this week as well. All right, those are the quarterbacks that passed the Week 6 sniff test. Kirk Cousins, Big Ben, and Matthew Stafford. Moving on to the running back position. Give me a couple of running backs that passed the sniff test. Who passes Jonathan the sniff Ken- test? Yo. You better Huge. wait for Dan Danos, damn you. I, Go after I, you're right. I disrespected him, and I apologize, DD. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, or now we're going to be calling him JT, JT versus Cincinnati. Right. I thought he would be hotter, uh, but then I thought about it. This guy is a rookie, and he did need a few more games to get his uh, legs going. Well, I want to see a breakout touchdown from him this week, and I expect one this weekend against Cincinnati, who is 30th against the run. I mean, this guy must be a fan of the show now because Jimmy Robinson, it's every week, Zach. That's right. Every week. I had him very close, 50-50, with the nose pick of the week. So if you're in a DFS league, I expect a monster game out of Illinois State's finest uh, going against the Lions, who are dead last. Repeat, dead last against the run. They haven't been able to stop anybody. Uh, So I know you're starting James Robinson, but you have him, and you're going to really like what you see this week from him. And then lastly, a guy that I wanted to pick somebody who is like, do I start him? Do I not? Well, I'm here this week to tell you that David Montgomery is a good start. He's not, I'm not the biggest fan of him, but he runs hard, and he's going against Carolina, who's letting up 133 yards per game on the ground. Um, I, in the decision, do I start him or do I not start him? This week, you start David Montgomery. All right, running backs for week six that passed the sniff test. JT, Jonathan Taylor, Jimmy Robinson, and David Montgomery. Give me a couple wide receivers here that you like week six that passed the sniff test. Who we passes the sniff test? Knows you did it again! I I am the radio Dollar amateur. In the jar. I'm the radio the amateur, and I'm still learning. 
Okay. Dan, 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 I just got to tell you that I have nose on video and I saw it coming. I was screaming at him before he even did it. I love it. All right. Dollar in the jar for you, nose. Keep going. So we've discussed, I'll, I'll run these fast because we've discussed these guys. I, I love Justin Jefferson. Like I said, I expect a big touchdown of him uh, versus Atlanta. Chase Claypool, if Deontay Johnson is out, yep, pick him up and start him. Do it. Don't expect the four touchdowns, but hey, maybe he'll have 80 to 100 yards and a touchdown. And I'm loving the Miami Dolphins wide receiver corner. Wow. Devontae Parker and Preston Williams. Start him if you got him versus the Jets secondary. They're completely checked out over there. So right, that's of course it. they are. Right. All right, those are your wide receivers. That passy sniff test for week six. Both Dolphin wide receivers, Devontae Parker and Preston Williams, Chase Claypool, and Justin Jefferson, a.k.a. my guy, George Jefferson. Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll talk about the quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers that failed the sniff test. The tight end pick of the week is coming back, and the nose pick of the week, the award-winning segment coming up here in about 10 to 12 minutes. And any more text messages, you want to get them in here quickly, we'll get to them. 305-567-0560. That's 305-567-0560. Dan Day is the DJ tonight. That is the nose on the other side. And I am Zach from Zach and the Nose Fantasy Football Show, brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet, where convenience for our customers is our top priority. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in Miami Shores. We'll come back. We'll wrap things up right after this. You guys have repeated Bell's name over 35 times in the past 10 minutes. Shut up. Le'Veon, 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 Le'Veon. And we did it the whole break, too. The entire break was Le'Veon Bell talk here. Between me and the nose. That was a snort. That was a snort by the nose right there. This is Zach of the Nose Fantasy Football Show. Brought to you by Tropical Chevrolet. Find new roads at Tropical Chevrolet in gorgeous Miami Shores. A couple text messages we can get to if they're there. And we have to finish off our segment of the sniff test. We have to get to the quarterbacks, the running backs, the wide receivers that fail the sniff test. we got to get to the tight end pick of the week and the nose pick of the week. We have a loaded segment here. As Hockman would say, we have a loaded potato here in this last segment here. Let's get to those positions of the failing the sniff test. Let's start with the quarterback position. Nose, give me a couple of quarterbacks that fail the sniff test. Who fails the sniff test? Yeah, you did it. I did it. I waited. I had the stop sign. All right, who fails the sniff nest? Joe Burrow, who has been a player who has been doing quite fine in terms of fantasy, fails the sniff nest this week going against the Colts secondary. That's been a death sentence so far for NFL quarterbacks. They average an unreal 179 yards to quarterbacks this season. So listen, Joe Burrow is a player you should not be starting this week in any league in any format. I also don't love your boy Jared Goff, Zach. Um, I love playing musical chairs with him, of course, but this is an example of a player where, you know, you either start him based on his matchup or you don't. Well, this week uh, he's going against San Francisco, and after San Francisco embarrassed themselves against Fitzmagic, I expect their uh, defensive coordinator, Robert Sala, to be really fired up this week, and I do not like Jared Goff. Believe me on this one. Stash him on your bench. And then lastly, Carson Wentz versus Baltimore. I mean, do, do I need to say more? Wentz <laughs> has been a huge disappointment, NFL fantasy, and going against Baltimore is a just a real bad look. Right. Those are the three quarterbacks that are not on the op- the good side of the sniff test here. They fail the sniff test. That's Joe Burrow, Jared Goff, and Carson Wentz. Let's move to the next position. Give me a couple running backs that do not pass the sniff test. They fail the sniff test. Give me a couple. Who fails the sniff test? 
Jersey Joe Mixon, I'm, again, I'm just all against Cincinnati versus the Colts defense, who have been just unbelievable. Joe Mixon had that one ridiculous 183 total yard performance for three touchdowns. Outside of that, he has absolutely done nothing. The Colts defense, rush or secondary, are on fire this year, Zach. And so Joe Mixon, to me, especially in a DFS league, I know you're going to have to start him. We have four pretty good teams on a bye. Um, but if you uh, start in Joe Mixon in a DFS league, you're giving your money away. Uh, I don't love Jimmy Connor this week. Uh, the Browns' rush defense has been quite stout and pretty horrible against the past. That's why I love Big Ben to my boy Claypool or Juju, but I do not love Connor this week. I know you'll likely need to start him as well, but I'm just saying I don't like it, so I don't expect much. And the same goes for Miles Sanders. I'm putting him on my fail list again. He's going against Baltimore. Again, if all against the Philadelphia Eagles offense this week. So another one in DFS, stay away, you'll lose your money. Right. Looking for one of those big big runs for Miles Sanders. If you can get that, that would be about it. Miles Sanders, Jimmy Connor, Jersey, Joe Mixon, running backs that failed the sniff test. Move to our last position here in the sniff test. Give me a couple of wide receivers that fail the sniff test. Who fails the sniff test? All right. It's not he actually has a pretty decent matchup, but I am giving you full permission to drop T.Y. Hilton. That's right. I will say it again. T.Y. Hilton is on the fail list. He's on the drop list because Philip Rivers cannot get him the ball wow. on a deep bomb. All he could do right now is catch these two-yard screens and try to break them, and that's not been happening for him. Uh, right now, the offense, in my opinion, is all going to be centered around Jonathan Taylor there. And so if you have T.Y. Hilton, I wouldn't be starting him. And again, I even give you permission to drop him. Woo! Uh, yep, that's how, that's how bad Philip Rivers looks. Uh, Debo, Samuel, and or Brandon Ayuk against the Rams' number two pass defense. This is a game where you don't want a piece of the San Francisco offense unless you have Radio Raheem or George Kittle. Everybody else, in my opinion, you should stay away from, especially the wide receivers in Samuel and Ayuk. I like saying Ayuk, so I could do that. <laughs> and lastly, Julian Edelman. I just don't uh, trust Cam right now uh, in terms of throwing him the ball accurately and with a lot of targets. He's only had one trustworthy good game so far, and right now I'd be benching all Pat, uh, Pat, Patriots wide receivers and specifically Edelman because he's a person that you have to decide whether to start or not, and I'm not expecting a good game from him. He seems a bit checked out right now with Cam as his quarterback. So those are the three dudes. Julie, Julian Edelman, I almost lost myself there. T.Y. Helton, Debo Samuel, and Brandon Ayuk. I have to do that now that you did that. Uh, our wide receivers that failed the sniff test. Before we get to a couple text messages, let's give everyone the tight end pick of the week. I'm excited for this to hear you got here. Uh, before we get to the nose pick of the week, they'll be up here in a couple minutes. But uh, lay it down for everyone out there and, and tell everyone who you love this week at that tight end position. Now, of course he needs to play. But Noah Fant is my nose pick of the tight end pick of the week. Tight end pick of the week. Right. With with Drew Locke back, he's had two practices now in a row where he has put in what they call a limited practice. Tomorrow is the big day where he should hopefully put in a full practice. And if he can play, he is a must start. He is a star, and he is the guy that Drew Locke looks the ball to looks to throw the ball to. He is the best tight end to come out of Iowa since Dallas Clark, my man. So Noah Fant, and I just did that for you because I know he's your well favorite done, tight end of my all time. Favorite ever, right? Noah Fant uh, is the tight end pick of the week. 
Yes, once he comes back and he's a full-blown go, you put him in your lineup, he's going to do you totally great this weekend. Noah fan. And if he doesn't play, well, that's a big nosebleed right off the bat. <laughs> right, but you'll right. know it, and you'll take him out. Right, and if that's the case and uh, he doesn't play, then uh, maybe you could text or tweet uh, the nose, at Spencer Nose on Twitter, N-O-S-E, and ask him who his number two guy would be there for the Italian pick of the week. Fair enough. Eric there. Ebron, keep going. Okay, there, there you go. go. So you might backup. even throw that out Eric there. Eric Ebron's my backup nose pick of, uh, okay. pick of the week. Okay, I'm going to give you that one for this week. 305-567-0560, by the way. If you want to sneak in a couple text messages here before we get out of here, uh, someone has uh, texted in, I've got Hunter Henry and TJ Hawkinson. I traded, is it Tanyan? Is that the guy's name? Oh, yeah. And and Deontay Johnson for Juju. What do you think? I think you did good. I do. I think you did well. Uh, I think Hunter Henry with Justin Herbert is going to be a player you could start week in and week out. TJ Hawkinson is a player that has been inconsistent, but I could still see being a, a player, a person that you could start down the road. Hunter Henry, though, is your starter. Listen, you got Juju for what I believe is a pick up You picked up Robert Tanyan, and Deontay Johnson's been able, be, barely been able to play. What do I think? I think you did great. That's what I think. Uh, someone texted him, what's your take on Burton? Speaking of Rivers with a short arm. I guess he's talking about Trey Burton, right? right. Yep. <laughs> That's a great question. What do I think of Burton? I think Burton... I, I think I watched him live play against Tennessee in Tennessee like 13 years ago. Burton's an older dude right now. I don't think much of him. Um, I don't think much of anybody that Phillip Rivers has thrown the ball to. I understand that Mo Ali Cox got you know the goal lines and he got some touchdowns, but overall, if he's throwing the ball, I don't want anybody who's catching it right now. Right, yeah, it's a weird situation there. Who, who knew about that? I can ask you about this, and maybe this is a text just for me, even though – uh, he's not on one of my teams right now, but it's interesting. What about Michael Thomas? And what do you do with him uh, if you own Michael Thomas right now? Because more than likely, and I saw you even write it on some of the notes, if you drafted Michael Thomas in that first round, you are struggling right now and probably close to the bottom of your standings with your first pick not doing anything for you. What do you do right now? How do you stay afloat? How do you? The snorkel's out right now, so you don't drown. But what do you do with Michael Thomas? Right, so you have... New Orleans on by this week. And if you used, so it looks like he's going to be back the following week. But if you drafted Michael Thomas in the first round, I bet your team is sort of looking like one in four, best case scenario, two and three, because you did some really good things down in the draft. Um, listen, what you don't do is get lowballed and accept an offer. For example, today, I have Michael Thomas in a few leagues, and yeah, I, I don't care who you are. You're going to be struggling with that team if your first-round draft pick just simply got hurt in the first game and hasn't played. But somebody offering me Ryan Tannehill for Michael Thomas, where, yeah, maybe I do need a quarterback, it's still unacceptable, right? right so right. you don't want to get low-balled. You, if you get a good, fair offer, a two-for-one, if you would, uh, that has a replacement, just like, for example, Cooper Cup, for example, right? Right, good right. Wide, Good wide receiver. You know he's going to get you a point. If you got a Cooper Cup and then a really good quarterback that you maybe needed, then I would possibly pull the trigger. It really depends on your record, Zach. I do not want to trade Michael Thomas if I still believe I can make a run at it. So it is still early, and hopefully he'll be back next week with no bye weeks ahead of him. And if he comes right back in and becomes the star that he is, maybe don't trade him for crap if you would and try to make your run starting in what was it the week seven so it's not a good situation it depends on your roster and your record 
But if you could hold on to Michael Thomas, that is the first recommendation. But if you are desperate to fill in needs and you have a team that is in first place and has depth and is willing to trade you their depth for him, you have to consider it. By the way, no Thursday night football tonight. Chiefs and Bills will be Monday as part of a doubleheader. Uh, 5 p.m. start, Chiefs for Bills, 8-15 Cardinals and Cowboys. Sunday night football this week, Rams and 49ers. And knows, how about this? Only two 4 o'clock games on Sunday. That's it. Boo. Packer, Packers and Bucks. You got Brady and Rodgers. And then you got that unbelievable legendary quarterback matchup of Joe Flacco and Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Jets and Dolphins. Square away is the only other 4 o'clock game. It looks like there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine 1 p.m. games. I'm surprised they didn't switch the they didn't switch one of those games over. But listen, for a Dolphins fan, you are, in my opinion, you're in an exciting time. I don't care what how you want to look at it since two is not in yet. But you get to actually be a fan of your team because I know how much right. fantasy does take over the brain, the action of it. Well. Come at four o'clock. You could sit down and you could watch your dolphin game and enjoy it. And then on the you know during commercials or whatever, you could switch over to uh, Brady versus it's Brady, it's Brady versus Rogers in one game, and then Fitzpatrick and Flacco in the other. Right? Can't, can't ask for anything better than that at that point. All right, it's the time for the award-winning segment of the show we do here every single week. Let's get right to it because I think we only have about two and a half minutes left. It's time for the nose pick of the week. Nose, let me hear it. My nose pick of the week is Alexander Madison. Listen, boom, Danny Day. If you listen to the show, you know that he has been my ultimate handcuff. I wish I could wrap it to the uh, to the actual musical, but I cannot. He is the <laughs> ultimate handcuff. I love Alexander Madison, and he gets to be the full-blown guy with Dalvin Cook out. He's an unreal start. If you had him as your handcuff for Dalvin Cook, you're a good fantasy owner. If you were able to pick him up on the waiver wires this week, you are going to start him and love him. If he was on your bench and you have to make a decision to get him in your lineup, I don't care how you do it. You put him in at running back or you put him at flex because he's going to be awesome. Alexander Madison is going to be fighting for a lot of money and a big contract for his next appearance wherever he ends up because Dalvin Cook just signed long-term there. Alexander Madison's getting his opportunity, and he's going to take it, baby. Nose the pick nose of the week. pick of the week, Alexander Madison. Well, I just done, want to listen nose. to my Alexander Hamilton. I'm very eclectic. I could go from Biggie Smalls to Alexander Hamilton. Right. Yeah. Well done by you. Thank DJ, you, Danny Day, for giving DJing me. DJing tonight back yeah. in the studios is the one and only Dan Day. Catch him also in the afternoons. Guest appearances all over the place on Hockman and Crowder. Alexander Madison. Right. And there it is right there. The nose pick of the week. That's the nose. That's Dan Day as well. Follow him on Twitter, by the way. Spencer knows N-O-S-E. If you have any questions that were not answered via the text machine tonight or any last-minute start or sit this weekend, like I said, two games on Monday night, a good Sunday nighter, two 4 o'clock games, and nine 1 p.m.ers this weekend. Have a good weekend, everybody. I hope you do well in fantasy football and score lots of points unless you're playing me. We'll speak to you next Thursday, 6 o'clock, right here on 560 The Joe WQM. Have a great fantasy week. You guys have repeated Bell's name over 35 times in the past 10 minutes. Shut up. Le'Veon, 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 Le'Veon. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. 
There's joy in every journey. 